This is a podcast from ABC Radio Overnights. I'm Rod Quinn. Time for our weekly look at the world of health and fitness with Professor Gordon Lynch from the University of Melbourne. Gordon, good morning. Good morning, Rod. This morning we are talking about the essential items that a lot of people wear when they are working out, when they're getting fit, and that is the compression garments. Now, we have spoken about these a couple of times in the past. Has something changed in the last few years with the design or the popularity of compression garments? Well, I think in terms of popularity, they're more popular than ever. And, um, you know, during the, um, in my sort of anecdotal commentary during the pandemic, seeing people out and about, people were wearing a lot of tight-fitting gear and um, looking the part, which I thought was very positive. So I, I do like that. So, you know, with these compression garments, as you say, we have talked about them in the past. Um, standard these days for athletes, but also the recreational uh, exercises. But the, the issue of how they started, if we go back to the sort of the, the medical sort of usage, you know, we're thinking about compression stockings and that, you know, for poor blood flow. They've been used for many, you know, very well, People many wear them on decades. planes, Gordon. Yes. And so, you know, the idea of um, deep vein thromboses, you know, DVTs forming in the veins when you got, you know, you're sitting for, for long periods of time can increase the risk of DVTs. And so, yeah, uh, compression. I, I, when, I, when I used to fly, Rod, I haven't flown internationally since, I think, December 2019 was the last time I flew, which is a long time ago. I always used to wear the compression socks because um, uh, I for those long haul flights. Same thing for patients in hospitals; they you know allocated and must wear compression stockings because that would you know, minimise the risk of DVT. So it all st- stems from that. But the same principle has been a- a- applied to these compression garments for athletes. Primarily, it's about do they improve performance or do they enhance the recovery after exercise? And, you know, the whole range of um, possible questions that, that, that go into that. Okay, let's start with those medical origins, as you say. It began with compression garments for treatment of a particular condition, deep vein thrombosis or uh, prevention of it. But how did it then escape from the lab, as it were, and become something that uh, people wore every day? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're also routine these days for, for scar management after burn injuries. So you know, there's various medical things. But the, the, the application then, the same principle about blood flow and, and uh, recovery and those sorts of things, that was when you know, they were applied to, to sports. But the, you'll see, if you go into sort of any retail sports store or if you go on the internet and look look up compression garments there's this huge array of of things from socks and and stockings and you know arm sleeves and shirts um, tights and then they have these whole you know full body uh, compression suits and they all range you know in the design and the degree of compression so how tight they are but really they're all accompanied by a whole range of manufacturers claims about what they can do for you whether you're an athlete or or, or an aspiring athlete and so on and some of the things they purport promoting faster recovery after exercise or preventing muscle injuries or you know, reducing muscle soreness or cramps maintaining body temperature improving sports performance decreasing fatigue so you know it's a pretty 
impressive list of, of, of sort of claims. And over the last maybe 10, 15 years, there's been many studies that have you know, really investigated you know, do, do these claims have merit? And, and I, to be honest, uh, in the early stages of, of these, these sort of investigations, the, the, the studies were sort of less than rigorous. But in more recent times, I think there have been some pretty important, carefully controlled studies that have investigated the claims. And I think it's important that we, that we okay. investigate those. All right. So the simple question is, do they work? What benefit can somebody who is either going for a walk, going for a run or lifting weights or whatever they're doing in their workout, what benefits do they get from them? Yeah, I think in terms of the benefits that have been Put forward improved recovery following exercise. So if you can recover faster from exercise, that's going to be a good thing. And and some individual studies have reported that compression garments could be effective. Some some athletes reported less muscle soreness when wearing the compression garments. But you know we think about soreness; it's a pretty difficult thing to quantify because you know everyone has a different sort of tolerance to soreness, pain, and so on. But there was a study from 2020, and they found that custom fitted compression garments, improved strength recovery and various markers of muscle damage. And that was in rugby players compared to to players that were just wearing these sort of standard size garments. So at that time, uh, the athletes and the coaches were advised to use these appropriately fitted garments that will enhance strength recovery. So it sounded pretty, pretty good. But the latest research, and I, I, this has just been, this has just come out in the last week or so, it's based on a, on a systematic review of 19 randomized control trials just been published in the journal Sports Medicine. And what they concluded, Rod, was that wearing these compression garments during or after training didn't facilitate muscle recovery. So even when they factored in all the different exercises and where the compression garments were applied and so on, uh, they didn't see this improvement in recovery. So you know, this particular study, this most recent work, concluded that athletes and coaches and therapists and so on reconsider compression garments for enhancing recovery after exercise. So it was sort of like a a box that was checked to say, well, no, there was a possibility, but um, on right. the basis of you know 19 trials, not not a, not as much evidence to support it. So the industry that produces these and then sells them is not going to like that study. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the the rigor applied to it, I think the manufacturers, in terms of the claims, they've got to um, accept that certain things that they've put forward may not be supported. Another thing they might be preventing injury, and there's really a lack of research to draw any sort of definitive conclusions about whether compression garments can prevent you know muscle strain. So the the manufacturers would say. You know, the sensation of having a sort of a tight material around a joint, so around the knees or the shoulders, it might increase an athlete's awareness of their movements. That's that's called proprioception. And that if you have that enhanced awareness, then it might decrease the incidence of injuries. But studies that have been done, again, one of these randomised controlled trials, it was published in the Journal of, of Sports Health back in 2019. They looked at these impact of training, wearing and um, these below-knee compression garments, and that was in ultra-marathon runners. They tested them on four occasions for things, you know, markers of muscle damage and running performance, and they found no difference in performance and no, no difference in the the markers of injury in in the in these serious athletes are doing marathons. So the the evidence is not stacking up in favour of that either. Same thing with T 
temperature control. You know, the, the claim that compression garments might help regulate body temperature in warm and cold weather. The idea behind that is that the materials, what they're made of, the materials are designed to wick moisture away from the skin. So that could be very good. It's, it helps prevent chafing and things like that. If you're a heavy sweater, these sort of sports clothes with the wicking properties can make exercising a lot more comfortable. So I think that's got a bit of a, a tick next to it to think that they can do that. And it provides that local warmth and, and so on. But in 2019, there was a study in the Journal of Sport and Health Science and they, they investigated whether wearing an, uh, an upper body compression garment during cycling exercise affected body temperature regulation. So could they enhance the, the temperature control during the exercise? And what they found was that wearing the compression garment didn't benefit what we call thermoregulatory responses during that cycling exercise. So again, the evidence not seemingly support the manufacturer's claim, but uh, I think we've got to the other thing, why do people wear them? It's often because they feel good uh, and they, they actually enhances their, you know, wanting yeah. them to do exercise. I'm, I'm not going to be against that. I think it's a pretty good thing. Okay, that was what I was going to say. Gordon Lynch is our guest talking about compression garments this morning. That yes, there is perhaps a psychosomatic advantage if you're wearing them. You might feel more like exercising or you might feel like you are getting something out of it. But isn't that just the same as taking vitamin pills, which have basically no effect on you whatsoever? Yeah, so the placebo effect is what you're saying is, is pretty strong. Um, you know, if you think that this that wearing them you feel better when you're performing the exercise and you and you think you're going to perform better then that you, it's very difficult to say to someone look it's not it's not going to have any an effect effect on you whatsoever but when you're wearing them so i i think that that's a um you know an important factor that that we we can't dismiss that um, wearing these these sorts of things. And one thing I think we should point out that where it has been shown to be effective, one of the claim benefits is about reducing the vibrations or the oscillations, you know, the shock waves when someone is running or performing, you know, vigorous muscle actions and some of these studies have shown that these compression garments can help athletes you know volleyball players you know they when they jump up and they do repeat jumps all of those things if it can help the wobbling of the muscles it may help delay fatigue and so on and when they when they looked at these sorts of things was a study back in 2020 wearing these sports compression tights could reduce muscle movement and they did that through motion capture technology uh, it reduced this displacement so it was really effective in, in reducing it but it didn't have any effect on running economy and those sorts of things so the efficiency of the exercise wasn't improved by doing but again it's this as you say this psychosomatic thing it's the idea that you feel good when you're doing it makes you want to do more of it there hasn't been really overwhelming support for many of the manufacturers claims but there may be benefits for higher level athletes so when we're talking about the at the at the upper echelon, the ones that are competing at the elite level, chasing that extra competitive edge, and this is where the compression garments may provide that crucial difference. But on the flip side, for the majority of us, um, we're exercising to improve our health and fitness or just for the sheer enjoyment of it. I think the reality is that the compression garments won't magically turn us into athletes. And I think that's, that's the reality check. But I, I think you do feel good while hearing them, so I yes. don't think we can discount the placebo effect. They look pretty snazzy, and I think it make they make us look more athletic. I, I like that, that that notion. And also, I just think it's important. You know, wearing uh, compression garments is unlikely to harm performance. Okay. So I think it comes down to this personal preference. I like to wear them, as I mentioned from the outset. Um, I'll continue doing so, and I'm sure many others 
uh, will do, putting into context and, and balancing the claims against the evidence uh, with them. Okay, but the question is, should you wear them? Because I'm guessing they're expensive as well. Yeah, and I think if you're, if you, if you're enticed by the looks and so on, then that's very hard to argue because as a fashion statement, you can, you know, they're, they're more popular than ever, but they are, you know, can be very expensive. We're talking about specific things for athletic performance and the degrees of compression. Um, it's sometimes there are you know, different types of compression garments, some that more for looks and some that are designed yeah. for, for functionality. And, and even going to that level, you know, they may be out of reach for most people, and that's where they're benefiting the, the, the athletic population that are performing at that, at that elite level, where these minor things may be the difference, and they're always looking just for that minor difference. But I think for the, for the most part, uh, given the fact that they're unlikely to harm performance, um, I think it comes down again to this personal prefer- preference. And I don't think it, it's, it's just about vanity. There is this placebo effect, and I think it's hard to dismiss. But when we're looking at the, the evidence, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep a, a finger on the pulse in terms of the scientific evidence for and against and, and provide as balanced a view as I can. But if you're looking for that for that extra edge, if you're not an athlete, I think it's not going to be there. But at the other at the other end of the spectrum, um, very hard to dismiss just yet. It's not going to help you, but it's not going to do you any harm. So yeah, if you uh, want to spend thirty, forty, fifty, two hundred dollars on some of these things and some are very expensive, hey go right ahead. There's no guarantee, even though some of these companies Well, I can't make a guarantee that they're going to turn you into a better athlete. But when you see the top football teams and cricket teams and other sports wearing them at that elite level, maybe it's making a difference for them. It's not going to be making a difference for the ordinary person running around the park. No, not necessarily. But we we like to emulate the athletes and try and think that we can do it. And I think looking the part is part of it. If it gets us exercising, yeah. that's where I uh, that's where I'm happy with it. Right. Uh, and that's where it, to see so many people wearing them and, and actually being active, uh, that's a, that's a good thing for the community too. Right. Gordon, thank you very much for that. Talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Rod. Gordon Lynch, Health and Fitness. Overnights with Rod Quinn on ABC Radio.